Well, again, I, I think it's so appropriate that, uh, that Brad and Joy shared with us today because the very heart of what we're going to do today is to talk about giving. And giving, we're going to talk a lot about uh, finances today and giving, but the important thing is that anything about giving in the body of Christ and, and with God's people is for God's glory, and it's not about man and uh, man's attempts at something. Today we're going to take a break from our series, Battle for the Mind. And uh, we talked over the last two weeks about the nature of our enemy. We talked uh, two weeks ago about that. We talked last week about conquering anxiety. Anybody out there been conquering it? Anybody out there want to conquer it more? <laughs> we're, all on, uh, we're all on task. Well, I just encourage you uh, to continue with the Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, to continue to follow that pattern uh, in casting your anxieties on the Lord uh, over this next week. We're going to pick back up next week, and actually Lori Good is going to teach along with me. We're going to talk about renewing the mind next week. We're going to continue our Battle for the Mind series. But this week, we're going to take a pause and uh, we want to take opportunity uh, to do a couple of things. One is we want to uh, thank so many of you that have given so generously uh, over the years. This community of faith is an incredibly generous church. You may say, well, I don't know that. I came here today or last month. I am telling you over the last 15 plus years that I've been here at Community of Faith, this is an incredibly generous church. And uh, we want to alert you that you're a part of that. Could we be more generous? Of course. But this is a group of people that have risked it for God. And uh, we also want to take a moment just to update you on our situation, specifically financially today. And John Clark and, and Mark Buckner are going to be, uh, we're going to be uh, running a relay here today, but it's going to go great in you getting the input. And uh, we want to call a new generation of givers uh, in our fellowship. Now, this is nothing to say that anyone has, has uh, failed in any way, shape, or form. But it is an opportunity that we're extending to you today uh, to become a part all the more of what God's doing at Community of Faith. Scripturally, it says that where our money is, there our heart is also. Specifically, uh, in the things of God. If we will put our money in the things of God, uh, not out of manipulation, not because we have to, not because someone said we needed to, but out of, out of a heart for God and a willingness then he will be glorified and our heart will be led into that, you see. Uh, one of the best ways for you to gain a heart for the orphans and the widows is to pick up one of those cards that Brad and Joyce mentioned today and just begin to pray over it. We gain God's heart by putting our, our heart and our, our resources and our prayers where God wants it. I want to mention a couple of things. You, as community of faith, are incredibly generous with your time. You are, and uh, I want to just say this, a little bit of... Uh, calculation done this week is that there are over 270 hours per week volunteered to make CFCF, Community of Faith, run. There's 270 hours. That's faith group leaders, zone leaders, Kendra. It says here Kendra. That's funny, Kendra. And Kendra, with uh, going on eight kids, she's volunteering. So, yeah, that's when I always, whenever I want to just back out of something, you know, I think, oh, Kendra. Well, anyway... <clears throat> With great joy in my heart. Uh, then Sunday mornings and everything. That's over 14,000 hours a year of volunteering for service. And we could crank some numbers on that for how much financially that's worth. But it's inestimable. Inestimable. Thank you. The worth of uh, you giving. 
Another thing that's always blessed me, uh, one thing I wanted to mention before I go on is that community of faith is not, by God's grace, and never has been, and by God's grace, never will be in debt. Praise Jesus. Um, and um, yes, so, uh, but one thing that's blessed me over the years at community of faith is this incredible generosity. I want to let you know one thing that has happened in our, com- our community over the years. We have given for, I would say, 13, 14 years to a woman's concern. Anybody familiar with a woman's concern? It is a crisis pregnancy center in our city that has led the way with some um, really uh, awesome uh, uh, technology with showing sonograms to the to the women uh, at risk, the women that are that are in these perilous situations of whether to keep or, or not their child, and many women, uh, a high high percentage of them end up keeping their child uh, as a result. Well, we over the course of time we have given um, we give one hundred and fifty dollars a month as a church to them, and that totals with other gifts. We're not even including everything that's been given from you individually outside of that thirty thousand dollars over the years to a woman's concern for the of the unborn. Can we hear it for the Lord in that? Praise God. Let's hear it for the Lord in that. What are you talking about? Come on. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) I think it's going to be good to look in the eyes of Jesus and him say, thank you for fighting for the unborn. Praise his name. By God's grace, uh, we've been able to uh, send out quite a few folks over the last three years. It it, um, uh, really over the two years uh, ago, the last... uh, Uh, Anyway, over the last three years, we've been able to send tons and tons of people out. And we've sent out lots of our big givers uh, to the River Church, which is in Waltham, our sister church. Uh, We sent out $110,000 worth of tithers. That's interesting, but think about that, right? $110,000 worth of tithing people. We said, go and see it reproduced somewhere else. That's not to include uh, them laying their lives down in so many other ways. But uh, over that course of time, we sent them out. The other uh, teams that we have sent out, and this is conservative estimates of the other teams, to Tempe, to Indonesia, throughout the world, we've said, we want to see the good news of Jesus established. Over $50,000 of tithers in the last three, three uh, years that we have sent out. You understand that? That's, that's not a small number. Uh, but, uh, and... Um, Anyway, we could go on, (laughs) but we've continued to send. That's not including anybody who just moved away that got blessed by this fellowship. That's folks we sent specifically uh, to see the kingdom expanded for God's glory. Another thing you might be interested in knowing is that our church here, Community of Faith, which meets in this lovely building here, which I actually think it is lovely. Uh, The light is wonderful in here. This community actually enabled the church that we sent, the River Church, to buy a building for themselves. We're here 15 years over. We don't have a building yet. We have a building in God being built that looks awesome. But we don't have a specific building. But guess what? You, as community of faith, whether you realize it or not, gave $230,000 to the River Church to buy that building. Community of faith. Have you ever heard of that? We don't have a building. We need a building at different times. But $230,000 to say we know that the need is there right now. We're going to give. That's incredible generosity. A lot of that was given from a building fund of people from many years ago. So I want to be uh, honest in that. $138,000 was given from that. But over $90,000 was given uh, with um, about three years ago. That's incredible generosity. I, and that's not even to count all the people that you have supported financially. You guys go nuts at the cake auction. 
We have, over the last years, $9,000, $10,000, and we've had some pretty, you know, not so huge turnouts at that cake auction. I was wondering what was going to happen, but people were just incredibly giving. That's not to include all the people that are on teams overseas that you give monthly to. I mean, thank you, Jesus. And the real tenor with which we want to share what we share today is you are a generous people. We're grateful for you. We're thankful for you. To stand in Boston, as, as, as uh, Pastor Sean said at uh, World Mandate, uh, it's a difficult place financially at times. There's all kinds of difficulties for different things. But you guys have enabled us to stand here. And guess what? By God's grace, we will continue to stand. And we're going to continue to see this thing bust out. You know what I want to see? And I'll just end with this. I want to see uh, places all over. I want to see halfway houses with people getting free that we've, we've, uh, we have um, uh, financed. I want to see uh, uh, legal services provided for free for people. I know Rob Surratt wants to start a, a barbershop at some time to see uh, and, and hire people, you know, uh, uh, director of our urban ministries here. Uh, we, just all kinds of things that we have dreams for. And we want to invite you today into that. John Clark, I'm going to ask our executive pastor, and I want to honor John Clark today. If it wasn't, you can do it. John is a man of purity. John is a man who says what he does and does what he says. John is a man who has been my right arm, and I would have fallen over and died without this man. Seth and, and many others on the leadership team played a, a similar role. But I, I specifically, I, I don't know what I would have done without John. And it's with great honor that I allow him to do some practical financial work for you. And John's going to be passing it over to our elder, Mark Buckner. And, uh, um, and uh, you're going to enjoy. So, John, come on up. Let us know. He allows me. Who's he kidding? He <laughs> wants to do the encouragement. <laughs> um. I just want to clarify a couple of those things up there. Actually, it's really funny. I'm the one that gave him all those figures, by the way. But he, but he gets to give you guys the encouragement. Um, the the 110000 and the 50000 I just want to clarify. Jeff has no idea who gave that money. He just knows that it went. Um, because I know he's stood up here and he has said, I don't know who, what you're giving, et cetera, et cetera. He, he really doesn't. He's, he's completely honest. He's, you know, I just wanted to start there, let you guys know that. Um, so I am, I'm going to kind of give you some practicals and exactly of how things work at CFCF financially. So I really am, I literally am up here to give you facts and figures. Um, so try to stay awake. Um, so I'm going to start by saying CFCF, Ron, Ron Good uh, gave me this, this uh, I want to say illustration, but this practical advice maybe, to, to let you guys know as I'm talking about it, as I introduce it, that's just like um, a for-profit corporation, CFCF has financial statements. So if you think of Target, for example... Um, Target has many revenue streams, so they have, I don't know all of the departments, but they, let's say, have a women's department and a kid's department and a men's department. They have shoes and groceries and et cetera, et cetera, and each of those are, are kind of a separate revenue stream for, for the Target. So if their grocery in, revenue slumped for a month, 
they would still have these other revenue streams coming in. CFCF has one income stream, and that's the giving that comes in on Sunday mornings and throughout the week via electronic giving. Um, so basically, we, we have our gifts that come in on Sunday mornings through our offerings and then again through our online, on our online giving. And then with that money, we, we make a budget. We make a budget to cover things like personnel, meeting spaces. So this place is not free. I don't know. Someone, someone basically told me that they assume that since it's a, it's a public building that we can probably meet here for free. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, I, I'm not remembering the exact number per week, but it's 2440 for a four month week and divide that by four, multiply by five. It's 3000. What is it? Four week month. Sorry. So it's 20, 20, $2,040 for a four week month. And I think it's 3050 or something to that effect. So actually, I guess that'd be what? $510 or 610, um, for, a, for each week. Um, so, yeah, so just like your personal life where you have to make a budget to, to cover your expenses so you have income, uh, whether it's from your parents because you're in college or you're working. And so, you, you know, so Merck or Veritas or whatever the company is pays you, you get an income from them, and then you budget your expenses accordingly. So some of that m money is going to go toward rent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if your employer suddenly decided, uh, I'm just going to give them $200 less a week this, this month. And so suddenly you're down $800 a month. Obviously, you're going to have a harder time meeting your budget. You're going to have a harder time meeting your bills, and you're going to have to dip into savings. The same thing happens here. Um, so where does our money go? Um, Seth had this picture that, that was cool. So let's, as I'm getting into this, let's picture... You're walking up to the airline counter, right, to check in for your flight, and you give them your suitcase, and they put it on that conveyor belt. You have no idea. What, I mean, unless you've worked in an airport, you probably have no idea what goes on with that suitcase after it leaves your site. Some movies, it's really magical. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you what happens to your suitcase after you give it to us. Was that cool? Um, so, again, so... Every dollar that comes in, every suitcase that comes in, there's a portion of that that goes to uh, renting this and any other facility we use. There's a portion that goes to ministry supplies, so young adults, children, families, etc. You don't have to show that yet. Um, there's a portion that goes to administrative expenses, so that'd be insurance, utilities, web costs, paper, those kinds of things. A portion of it goes to CFCF's giving. Jeff mentioned... Um, Jeff mentioned a woman's concern. We also give missionally. Uh, we give uh, other local ministries as there's need. We give to the poor as there's need. Um, or as, as people in our church come to us with need, we pray through that and give accordingly. And then a, a small portion goes to retreats and conferences for our staff. So that would be like the uh, U.S. Church Planning Conference and the International Church Planning Conference. We don't pay for the travel. We just pay for the actual conference costs just to kind of clarify, because you're going to see this, practically speaking, in a minute here. Um, 
the biggest chunk of our money goes to personnel. And the reason for that is we believe that one of our primary purposes is to release people into ministry. And so what does it mean to release people into ministry? You might be working in a pharmaceutical firm. You might be working as a lawyer, as an engineer, as a nurse, um, as a social worker. Uh, you might be raising your kid. You might be staying. You might be a stay-at-home mom who disciples your kids. Those, those are what we mean when we say releasing people into ministry. So those are your ministries, and we want to make sure that we're equipping you in your ministries. Uh, so now I'm going to get into a little bit more practicals of where our money goes. So I've, I've said that's the biggest chunk. So personnel, are, the people on full salary are Jeff, Seth, and myself. People receiving a relatively small stipend would be Alyssa for, as our children's pastor, Becky as our worship coordinator, and the Buckners are on a relatively small salary comparatively. The Buckners, um, obviously... If you take your salary, there's the whole thing would be 100%. 60% of the Buckner salary actually comes from outside of our community. So six, they're raising support for 60% outside of Boston, outside of CFCF and CFI. And then CFCF gives the other 40%. And then again, even for our paid staff, so that would be, um, I just said them. Um, even for our paid staff, as I mentioned, the, the retreats and conferences, if, or any travel for that matter, is paid either out of their pocket or out of a travel fund that they have set up. So it's not coming out of CFCF's budget. And then who isn't getting paid but who gives a lot of time, Kendra got a special shout-out out there. The plumbers are, are leading our, um, our young adult zone. They're, so let me just give you some figures here and why Jeff is convicted by Kendra and everybody is. Kendra averages 20 hours a week um, on women's ministry, discipling, etc. The plumbers are averaging another 15 to 20 hours a week leading our young adult zone. And not, not including leading their own faith group and, and other things. The Ellis's are averaging, I think that this is low, but Michael's pretty conservative. Um, he says he's averaging three hours a week, on, that they're averaging three hours a week on the, on the family zone. Again, I think that's low. Um, but anyway, those are, those are important because those go into helping CFCF run, and these people are volunteering that time. So, so someone like Michael or Matt, for example, they have full-time jobs, and they're also giving this extra one and a half of themselves, essentially, uh, if you figure average job is 40 hours a week and they're giving 20. Um, again, Alyssa is paid a small stipend, but she works far beyond what she's paid. I actually did a little figuring this week, and um, based on, a, based on a, the average salary for a children's pastor, dividing out her stipend, we'd be paying her for roughly 10 or 11 hours, and she's working a minimum of 15 to 20. Um, I don't know if you might find that interesting. I did. A lot of others, even, even just with the children's ministry, so Ken Amena volunteers a ton of time. I know Audrey Berry uh, volunteers a ton of time, Ashley Karecki, and I could... I could go on and I could name, you know, tons of you guys. Jacqueline Wittenmeyer, I'm looking at Justin over here. Um, so lots of, lots of people volunteer at CFCF. I didn't, for that, the funny thing is for that 270-hour thing, I didn't factor in everybody, everything they did. I just kind of did an average and with some input. All right, so those are the major categories. What does it look like this year? Oh, this is interesting too. So... 
I'm going to talk about our budget in a second, but I want to also, I get to, I want to get to encourage you guys for a second too, in, in how giving we are. There's a figure, um, for us churches, the average, uh, the average percent that they give, and it's 2.75%. So basically you can run some facts and figures and say our church on average, the average person it averages out, you know, maybe some are giving 20%, some are giving 1%. It averages out to, on average, 2.75%. Our church average is 4.81%. So just another little encouragement that, um, you know, I'm pretty matter of fact, that's still not technically tithe, but that is that does mean that we're generous compared to the average. Um, all right, so moving on. Our budgeted income for 200 for 2013 is $474,000. It started at 4925. I kind I looked at things was it in August or September, Jeff, and um I adjusted it down to 474 just I you know there were some things that I overestimated basically. Um and we didn't have to spend that money. You can put this the Oh yeah, great. Our current projected income for this year, based on actual giving, is $415,000. Now, you might look at that and think, wow, you guys don't know what you're doing. Um, Approximately, so Jeff talked about the past three or five years. Actually, in those numbers is not included specifically in 2013. uh, Approximately $81,000 of of giving moved away. So that's just 2013, $81,000 of giving moved away. Last year, actually, I told Jeff a different number, but last year, uh, because I messed up, not not because I was lying to you. Um, Last year in 2012, another 96,000 moved away. Again, that does not, those numbers are not included in the $160,000 that Jeff presented earlier. so here's, here's the current spending, if we can put up that pie chart. Again, I'm just giving you facts and figures. Um, oh, good, it's working. Uh, <laughs> so this is, this is the breakdown of our overall spending. So you can see CFCF, Jeff mentioned, we, I've mentioned the giving, Jeff mentioned the giving. Our goal this year, and we're right around that, is 14% giving. Um, Staff and salaries and insurance, it looks huge. The average in the United States is 50 to 60% of income is spent on those things. We're right at 60%. So, um, again, the, one of the reasons why we think it's important is releasing people into ministry, putting, putting money into doing that, making sure that you guys are equipped for the ministries that you are in, whether it be your company, staying home with your kids, going to school, whatever it is. Um, and you can see the, the retreats and conferences. I kind of mentioned that earlier. Uh, okay, if we can go to the ministry spending chart. This one I, I thought was interesting because we feel like our, our focus is, um, gosh, I'm blanking, 18 to 30-year-olds and young families, we, we have felt like are our primary focus. So I broke it up kind of by ministry here, but if you add this 18 to 30-year-old group together, that's at 41% of our ministry spending goes toward that, and 30% basically goes to young families. So that'd be youth, families, and children. I just thought that was cool that we're actually, I mean, obviously we know because we're praying through it and we're planning it, but if you, if, if you actually look at the hard picture, um, 
it, it kind of plays out. And then 21% basically goes to Sunday mornings and visitors. So again, those are the, those are the facts and the figures. If you guys have any questions, you should have in your bulletin, you should have a paper. I really did mean to write um, from. It says questions from. I didn't mean to write form. So it, I, I meant it to read no, questions from November 17th, 2013. Um, I just thought that was funny. Anyway. <laughs> you can, if you have any questions, you can give those to me, and we will make sure that we, uh, we answer those questions this week. So hopefully you have a better idea of how our income and expenses work. Uh, Mark is going to talk about kind of some takeaways from that. Thank you, John. Now, I remember when I was in college, and I showed up, and it was the financial message day, and I thought I could have stayed home and studied. We think, oh my gosh, you know, this is not the spiritual day. But actually, just like Jeff referred to, you know, Jesus uh, said, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. And he did something really interesting. In, John, in, in Luke 21, he, uh, did I say that verse backwards, Susan? Anyway, there your treasure is, there your heart will be. That's why you have wives. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Jesus stood next to the offering, and he looked at what people put into it and talked about it publicly. (laughs) That lady over there, see what she gave? That guy over there, did you see what he gave? So we're not going to be doing that this morning. And like, uh, I, I think that the priority that we have in not knowing, for myself, for Jeff, not knowing who's giving is because that is not how we want to perceive anyone. But we do say that finances are critical. And I've, uh, I've been in a number of different churches over the years, and I've thought at times of writing a book called uh, uh, Church Disasters and How I Survived Them. <laughs> and... All of these things, all of the deepest issues are because of a lack of integrity. And these details that we're talking to you about this morning reflect completely on our character. We agree with Jesus that money and character are connected. And so it may be mundane to you, but we believe it's foundational. If we are to have trust here, that these are some of the things that we need to talk about. Now... One of the basic motivations that, uh, that brought this up was that we came to a certain point and we realized there's a gap in what we've spent and in what we're receiving in. And it's not because people are not generous, but because of all the ways that we have been generous. And so a person would, if someone came to us and said, we want to look at your books, they'd say, y'all have spent more than you've received this year. We said, we need to communicate that publicly. And uh, so that's part of what we're doing. Now, we are not in debt. And over the last three months, our giving has actually been good. But over the course of the year, it is, it is down significantly. And uh, so we have adjusted our budget to be in line with that. And we have a budget freeze. So you might be in a meeting where someone says, oh, we don't have money for that right now. It's because we don't want to assume that all of that 
shortfall is going to come in over the next couple of months. We're saying we want to live within our means at this point in time. Now, I also want to say that we are excited about the future. I, uh, uh, when Over the last couple of years, as we talked with Jeff and Sarah about coming here, they spoke in glowing terms about many of you, told their stories about different things that were happening here. And I have to say that we agree. When we came here in August, we said, wow, we feel momentum here. And as I've talked to different ones of you, I see it in your conversation as well. We're looking at the future and we're not going, hey, we're behind on the money. What's the problem here? We're saying, wow, the Lord has met our needs and we're moving forward. There's exciting things in our future. And uh, I told this story last week when I was in the uh, faith group leaders meeting about one of my experiences in Indonesia. I had a chance to get to develop a really good relationship with a young man who was leading a, what's called a Pondok Pesantren, which is a Muslim boarding school. They, uh, this is millions of young children in Indonesia are brought into boarding schools that are next to mosques, and they're memorizing the Quran, and they're doing the prayers. It's a very disciplined structure. And one of these guys became my friend, actually a language helper for me. And over the course of the year, we, I went to his family's house, did all these different things, and ultimately he got engaged. Now, he picked out a girl that he liked. He told his parents about him, and they said, no, we don't like her. We have a girl for you. And so the two families met together, and they said, hi, this is the girl that you're going to marry. And they met each other and had a conversation, had a nice meal together. So we feel like this is the future for our church. And uh, no, so that's a joke. But... Uh, uh, in that whole process, I was involved in the wedding of a, an arranged marriage. And we went there, and uh, it's a long story. One time there was a misunderstanding where this guy told me that I was a hostage. And, uh, but I, I was there for three days, and it was interesting. But um, at the, after the wedding, a few months later, uh, they were in a home. And... They've shared a plate. Our family sat around, and this little husband and wife ate out of the same plate. And uh, it was really sweet, one plate. They asked for one plate. This is what we do. We eat out of one plate together. And so really sweet. And I, I, So I took him on a little walk. How you doing? And I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole arranged marriage thing. And he looked at me, and he said, I'm falling in love. So, Susan and I want to tell you, we didn't know you before we came here. We made a big commitment from the other side of the world, but we're falling in love. We've delighted to build these relationships. We're delighted at what God is doing here. And we're excited about the future. We are strengthening our leadership development here. We're doing better long-term planning as we're looking into the future. And we want to see more people than ever released into ministry. So when we ask for your questions about finances, uh, sometimes it may be that you see something that we don't see. But in every way, we want to grow in integrity. So that piece of paper that we gave you, we, we want to listen to you. 
Our senior leadership team and a group of businessmen that John and I met with this last week are going to be available to answer questions individually. Now, I don't know what your experience in life has been. We feel like this is the best way. I've been in a lot of business meetings, and uh, it's, there's people that are in these conversations that are thinking, you know, when's this going to be over? I can't believe it. Please, nobody ask any questions. It's all going to be embarrassing. <laughs> and then you have other people going, why would you spend so much money on the piano? I, couldn't have got, I could have gotten it free on Craigslist. What are you guys doing around here? So anyway, um, it seems best to have those conversations one-on-one -on -one because we can go in detail and, and be really thorough about that. So that's what we want to do. And then I also, so if you have a, uh, a smartphone or even a dumb phone that sends emails, we have John Clark. He's a friend of mine. And we want you to send an email or to hand us in on this paper, subject sermon talk, oh, no, wrong one, uh, subject financial questions, okay? We want to answer your questions. We want to be known. The next thing we want to do in all of this is, uh, as you see, I've kind of prepped for this next point, is that we want to include, we need some feedback from you. We pray and hear the Lord long-term for what teachings need to happen. But we'd like to get some input from you today. And uh, so we put some ideas up here for messages for series that are going to be happening in 2014. Now, there may be something that's not listed up there. Actually, in some sense, these are prompts for you because we do not have the whole, the, we do not have things put together. A lot of these things that are listed will not be taught next year. There's too many subjects up here. But I want you to take a moment right now, and even and on that financial paper that you have, the question there, we want you, I'm going to stop for three minutes, and I want you to pray, what are some things that I want to learn about next year? What are some things that I, I feel like messages that the body needs to hear? What are some what are some topics that are of interest to me? And I want you to write down three of them. And I'm going to take a break right now and give you the time to think about this. And you email it in to John or write it on this piece of paper. So I'm going to take two minutes and let you think about this as you look up there. There be questions in either area. And John's going to have, look, John in the back has, has some Buckets near the door where you can put the pieces of paper. So just take two minutes. Okay, you can put that last one with John's email address back up here. And we'll just have that up in front for us as we're finishing up. Thank you for your time. Let's stand up. This is part of the work of the body. And... Uh, in Indonesian community, they have what's called a, a mushawara. And that's where the community gets together. It's like an eight-hour meeting. So much fun. So again, we're in America, and you can say hallelujah. And, uh, but thank you for your patience. Jeff's going to lead us in prayer as we finish up here. And uh, so do you appreciate this? Is anybody on, on board with us here? knowing what's going on and, and being connected at all this.
This is pulling you deeper into relationship. All right. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We're so grateful that you are our provider. God, you provided everything we've ever needed. And uh, you've provided so many things that we've desired. And you will never fail, Lord. We are asking today that uh, you would draw our hearts closer to you, Jesus. That you would help each and every one of us to understand more clearly uh, the purpose of giving, Lord. And uh, that you would, um, that none today would give out of compulsion or out of any kind of uh, uh, thing like that. But that you would create in us a generous, joyful heart at a new level, Lord. I thank you for everyone that is. Lord, we just speak thanksgiving over all the incredibly generous people at Community of Faith. We just thank you for all those you're calling in, Lord, to a new level of commitment. Uh, Ultimately, Lord, we want to see your kingdom come. We want to see your will be done in Boston, in Massachusetts, in our nation, and in the nations of the earth. Lord, I believe you in faith that your supply uh, will never, ever uh, be uh, lacking. Lord, I thank you. for your goodness. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't we have the band come up? We just, you want to, or y'all want to close with one song? Let's rejoice in the Lord and his incredible goodness. Oh, okay. So the upper room today um, wanted to, okay, great. Uh, and why don't we have some folks available to pray uh, after the service here? Uh, our upper room, it's a prayer time that we have, uh, folks praying during the service for you to be blessed. Uh, and, um, they felt several things today. One is that God wanted to free people from, uh, illnesses, generational illnesses, something that's been passed down, uh, in the family, uh, that there's freedom. So we want to, some of our folks, they'll be available for prayer for the sick. We want to pray for freedom from shame and fear. Uh, and, um, uh, that people would know the chains are broken. They're friends of Jesus and justified and righteous. Um, God is speaking hope and encouragement to someone undergoing a trial right now. So if you need that hope to be prayed over you and a breakthrough in joy and freedom and, um, someone believing the lie, uh, that they are all alone. Uh, and we spoke about that in our series recently. Uh, you may have experienced a lot of loneliness, but we want to pray over you that you'll know you're not alone. Uh, so why don't we have a few folks from our prayer team come forward and we're going to sing a song here at the end and we're going to get back together with our series next week on renewing the mind off the battle of the mind. And, um, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for taking the time today to be with us and to hear our hearts. Parents are released as well, uh, to get their children.